Hello, Assalamu alaikum everybody. Hope you're all safe, sound and healthy. And as promised, here's a follow-up because as you know, in such cases, um, developments occur very quickly, very rapidly. So, first of all, I had to also make a few corrections because at that time there was breaking news and uh, things were not very clear. So, number one, um, the... The former Prime Minister Imran Khan was actually arrested from within the premises of Islamabad High Court. Um, he was standing there ready for his trial and the trial had not yet begun so I think he was doing some sort of a biometric or something to register his entry. And it was then that the alleged law enforcement agencies which Rana Sanaula, the dawn of the underworld, now made the Minister of Defense very conveniently. Um, he was, uh, according to him, it was NAB that got uh, Imran Khan, but uh, which, as I said, the Supreme Court negates. According to the Supreme Court, this cannot be NAB because, number one, um, NAB cannot uh, arrest somebody without a warrant on stage two, which is investigation. So they have two stages. One, they have stage one, which is inquiry, and stage two, which is investigation. And although uh, Rana and the others have been claiming that this was uh, the NAB, uh, according to internal resources, uh, NAB had said that they were already on step two, which was investigation, and they had already passed step one of inquiry. So that warrants a warrant, which is why the Supreme Court was highly suspicious of this allegation. Uh, many others have voiced the suspicion. Actually, you don't. Uh, and I personally don't care if it's NAB or Rangers or anybody else, because at the end of the day, they are all following orders of Rana Sanaula, and Rana Sanaula is giving orders as a minister. So there is that. Although we all know that even if he wasn't a minister they would still follow his orders, as we have seen in the case of the murder of Arshad Sharif, uh, one of our most well-reputed journalists, who was literally murdered by both the CIA and the ISI in their joint operation, where they tracked him down in another country and killed him on foreign soil. And at that time, it was under the command of Maryam Sharif, who hadn't yet taken over the government. In fact, she still isn't in part of the, she still is not part of the government. In what capacity is she giving orders to our intelligence agencies and our army? Nobody knows. And the fact that our intelligence agency and our army actually listened to her orders is proof of the fact that our army has committed treason. Because even if they are following her orders, her personal orders, or if they're following the orders of the US establishment, in either case, it is treason. And nobody knows treason like the army as to what the punishment is supposed to be. So right now, the army actually has been psychologically kicked in the ass by the Pakistani public because, now here's another thing that you need to know. Um, as I said, uh, Imran Khan was arrested from within the premises of the court, and yet 
the high court judges very strangely decided to take a break before they could decide if this was legal or illegal, which everybody automatically understood that they were also waiting for orders. Once they got the order from the government that they had to accept this and declare it as legal, they declared it as legal. So while the Supreme Court was busy declaring it as an illegal arrest and a contempt of court, the court that was actually violated and vandalized and the court that was actually insulted by the law enforcement agencies decided that it was okay. So that's another thing. And then, now, the government has been, uh, as I said, they, we always know that the government is up to something when they start making too much noise. They've been making too much noise for the past two days. But prior to that, we must also remember history on the record interviews that Rana Sanaola very openly said in one of his interviews that they had come for the specific agenda of arresting and eliminating Imran Khan. And he also implied very openly that this was an order that was given from people way up, and this was an order that was given from a foreign entity, and that they were here to execute those orders. So very openly, once again, our PDM government has very openly committed treason. Before, at least, they used to hide themselves, but since they have come into the government after toppling Imran Khan over, they have very openly, very blatantly continued to commit treason against the state. They have mass, uh, you can say they have massacred people, they have been involved in mass killings, they have killed a lot of senior journalists, legitimate senior journalists, not these sold out bitches of the riches that they have in these different channels. They have tried to shut down ARY like a gazillion times. They have even harassed and threatened the owner of ARY, even though he lives abroad in the Bay, which casts a very suspicious shade on the Bay, knowing how the Bay is completely under the control of the US. And the fact that one of our own has already been lynched, has already been killed in the Bay so easily and the fact that one of our own could not be safe in the Bay during the tenure of this illegal government with the help of the US. It's very, very disturbing. And obviously now, we all know why the US wanted Imran Khan toppled. Number one, he was creating the block. Uh, number two, uh, he, like Gaddafi, was trying to turn away from using the US currency as the uh, currency of trade and was opting for local currency exchange with China and other countries so that every country could benefit from their own currency's strength. And then he was developing Gwadar, which uh, for a long time China had its eye on Gwadar and uh, Nawaz Sharif had basically sold Gwadar out to China and Imran Khan had spent half a year negotiating with China to remove this illegal contract, this illegal clause, and to start with a fresh new contract in which China would not be the owner of Gwadar. And then he made Saudi and other countries participate and have a stake in this. Now, Dubai had a huge problem because if Gwadar ever got developed, Dubai is totally finished. And the US had a problem, obviously, because this would strengthen the bloc 
and it would strengthen uh, trade between Asia and Europe even more from on completely from one end to the other. And the U.S., uh, everybody knew that now the next step that the, that the U.S. was going to take was to basically force Europe into war, and Europe was not ready for it. So uh, because the U.S. dollar actually has no real value, and pounds, even though it, pounds value is also superficial, but it has always been extremely high, and euro was picking up as well in value. So the U.S. needed to break that down. They needed to cripple the value of euro and pounds in Europe. And there was only one way to do it, to force them into war. And there was only one way to force them into war. And that was to cripple their trade with Asia. And obviously, uh, as we know, Europe heavily depends on Russia for oil import, for gas import, especially the use of natural gas uh, as we know, Europe has none of its own as such and heavily depends on uh, Russian gas pipelines. So the U.S., obviously, everybody again knew that now the U.S. was going to target Russia. Now, here comes the problem. The U.S. had already made its move. It had used Ukraine to target Russia and to create a war. But the dilemma here was Imran Khan was not budging. He was not moving. He was not letting the U.S. to use Pakistan's soil or to use Pakistan's army for their nonsensical wars. And just like how Liaquat Ali Khan was killed for refusing to participate in any wars, Imran Khan had to be removed. But the fact that it was not easy to kill Imran Khan was yet another dilemma because the U.S. knew that the public sentiment against the U.S. was beginning to get extremely negative as they saw what the U.S. was doing. And because the U.S. now was in panic mode, because it had already started its war in Russia, and it could not afford to lose yet another nonsensical war that it had started. And uh, it tried to use Afghanistan as its base time and again to send terrorists into Pakistan. It used draw from India to... Uh, infiltrate Pakistan. It tried a lot, really, but um, uh, but Imran Khan handled it very beautifully, actually. Uh, nobody knew of any real thing that was going on because we sustained the least amount of damage, even though our own PDM government, at that point, they were the opposition, and they also had the majority in the parliament, and they actively helped India and America with this nonsense by... Uh, I mean, Nawaz Sharif literally gave work permit and jobs to raw agents in his own company so that they could easily enter into Pakistan from India. And when he was caught, nobody did anything. So, so the, the fact that Maryam Nawaz is always screaming about how much she has suffered and her father has suffered, you brought in spies into the country. Not only were they just spies, but they were actually spies that were given a mission to act as terrorists. And they did damage. And yet you and your father went scot-free. Your father ran away to England, and you have been screaming here like a bitch in front of everybody, as if you were the biggest victims, when actually you just used the lives of the people of Pakistan as pawns in your play.
I mean, let us make this clear. These Gora Bandar elites that you're sitting with, yeah, you're just their dogs. Don't think that you've become, uh, that you've actually entered that circle and that you're a part of them. No, you're not a part of them. You're not the same. You're not equal. You're not gods. They pretend they are gods, but they actually have the resources to pretend that they're gods and wreak havoc all over the world. But you don't have those kind of resources, no matter how rich you get stealing our money compared to them. So yeah, you will always be their dogs. Okay, you will have to heal when they say heal. You'll have to bark when they say bark. You're their hunting dogs. And you're going to be killed once your job is done. Now, here is another thing uh, that we need to question the government on. And that is, if the arrest was legitimate as you constantly claim, and you have sucked the life out of us by invading the media and closing down foreign some of the foreign channels that were trying to... Uh, expose everything and then you decided to censor mainstream media and in every single channel uh, all the channels were forced to sh broadcast your bullshit live your bullshit conferences in which you're just giving explanations in which you're negating your own selves and making oxymoronic statements um, First of all, you need to find out why exactly you arrested him, because within one press conference, Rana Sanaula made three different statements um, as to why Imran Khan was arrested. First, it was an embezzlement case in a trust. Then it was a land uh, corruption. And then it became treasury corruption. So you, know, you, you really need to find out what exactly it is that you want to arrest him for. Uh, number two, if the arrest was legitimate, why did you need over a hundred policemen and rangers? Number three, if the army, as the army claims that they are not involved, if they are not involved, why did they send their rangers to arrest one civilian, the former prime minister of Pakistan, who has nothing to his name except his own house, and he had no protocols while going to court, just one single man, and it needed a hundred of you to arrest him. Not only did you just arrest him, you attacked him first, and then you kidnapped him. When he asked for a warrant, you attacked him, you hit him on the head, then you hit him on the same leg in which you had shot him earlier in your early assassination attempt, and then, you kidnap him, and you drag him out, and you throw him into your van. Is this how you treat? Have you ever seen Nawaz Sharif being arrested like this? Have you ever seen Zardari being arrested like this? Nawaz Sharif and Zardari, whenever they were arrested, they were treated with full protocol. They were never even handcuffed. And they are always in wheelchairs. And never once did Imran Khan appear in a wheelchair. The only time he had to go to court in a wheelchair was because was when he had swollen feet and could not walk. And, but as soon as his feet got better, he was back again up. And even today, he walked to the court. Have you ever seen Nawaz Sharif or Zardari walk anywhere whenever they've been uh, on trial for something? Okay, now here's another question. If the arrest was legitimate, 
then why and if according according to Maryam Nawaz, the public loves PDM, the public loathes Imran Khan. Imran Khan was an illegitimately placed prime minister who stole the public mandate. So if the public loves you so much, then why are you right now shitting your pants as you suddenly close down everything? You shut down the telephone networks, then you shut down the internet, then you shut down communications, you shut down media, you shut down YouTube, you shut down Twitter. Why? You shut down even Facebook. Why? Why? I mean, why? I mean, the public loves you, right? You have our mandate. The, the arrest was not problematic, right? It was all within the realms of the law. So why are you people shutting everything down? And then why did you enforce the group movement law where more than two people are not allowed to walk together or to drive together or to ride a bike together? Why? Both in Balochistan and in Punjab, this law has been invoked, it has been enforced. And not only that, rangers, the same rangers that keep telling us that we are falsifying evidence and we are placing false charges against the army, that same army has sent rangers again to scope the area and it has sent snipers so that they can actually gun down protesters. Yeah, so when, or because loads and loads of people are coming out in protest, um, Peshawar, is uh, filled with protests. Lahore in different various locations, obviously, protests. Rawalpindi, Murray Road. Murray Road is blocked with because of the protesters. And then you have Islamabad and Rawalpindi, which although it was immediately closed by the government, but the people have swarmed out. On the other end, the people in Lahore have basically surrounded the Lahore Corps Commander's house. Uh, so that he could give them an answer. And at the same time, they have surrounded the GHQ in Islamabad. In Miawali, the protesters have stormed the PAF base. And similarly, in different cities, uh, all the relevant uh, points of law enforcement agencies have been uh, surrounded by people. But again, I would say this is not enough. The country needs its full manpower, okay? A few thousand here, a few thousand there is not going to help. All it's going to do is it's going to give the government an excuse for violence. The government has a very, very long history of sending goons wherever there are protests held, and those goons initiate violence so that the police should have a legitimate excuse to use counter-violence against public, against the civilian. But as it is, as we know, even where there is no violence, the police is already initiating violence against the public. And the funny thing about it is when people call them PTI members, this is the public. The whole public of Pakistan is a PTI member as a mass full of one whole, okay? So every single one of us are PTI members. That is why PTI is known as the largest political party in the country. The fact that Maryam Nawaz and Rana Sanaullah 
have been constantly barking their heads off, repeatedly saying that they are here on a mission to eliminate Imran Khan, they are here on a mission to completely ban PTI. It shows their fear. It shows their fear. It shows that they know that they are loathed by the people of Pakistan. They know that the people of Pakistan cannot just wait to rip them apart. And I think seriously, uh, any person who tells you otherwise is a fool, a liar, and a hypocrite. Because there is only one way to take down a tyrannical government. There is only one way. And that is by dragging them down and completely incapacitating them. Which means even if they have to be killed on the spot, they have to be killed. Because parasites like these can only be permanently eliminated in order to stop your foundation from rot. There is no other way. Imran Khan also made that same mistake. He thought that he could deal with them without violence. He could deal with them through law. He could deal with them in a peaceful manner. And this is the result of it. They came back with a vengeance and an agenda. And they are using everything in their power to completely stomp on the country and on PTI members, on the public, the civilians, and the former prime minister, right? And this is what you get when you have politicians who are bitches of a foreign entity and they are put in important positions of your establishment, of your bureaucracy, and of your parliament. The fact that they have spent 50 years infiltrating this, the establishment, the machinery, the bureaucracy, uh, today we can see the fruits of it. They're, they're reaping the fruits of it. And this is again another mistake that Imran Khan made. When he came, he did not remove existing personnel in top strategic positions. He did not put personnel from his own party. He did not remove and replace uh, personnel in extremely important positions that were already placed there by Zardari and by Nawaz Sharif. And that is why the government collapsed so easily, because every single one of them was working against him, not with him. And this was his biggest mistake that he made, which I don't even understand. How stupid can one be, knowing the politics of Pakistan? You cannot expect to work with people who have been given haram throughout their lives. These people have been eating haram for half a century minimum, okay? And when people eat haram, they don't know how to, eat, how to eat halal, okay? So people who are used to, to earning ill gains in life, they don't even know that it's ill gains anymore. To them, it's all legitimate, okay? You don't deal with such people legitimately. You deal with such people by removing them and replacing them with the right people so that the job can be done.
So, as you know, it's always famous about the Germans and later the British that this was something that they always did and they believed in. And that is if you want to destroy a country, just place the wrong man in the right place and leave him alone. He will automatically wreak havoc. And that is what they've been doing over the years in countries like ours. And if even now the public is not going to shut the country down and paralyze the state, if the public is not going to flood the streets and completely, completely block everything, then I'm sorry to say, but then Imran Khan's life is literally at your hands. And if you, again, because our people are so complacent, they're so used to thinking that everything is just going to get better because somebody's going to come and do this and somebody's going to come and do that. Nobody's here to clean your shit. There was only one man who was ready to do that. And now his life is in danger. And a few hundred or thousand protesters in different, different areas is not going to work because that's only going to be an advantage for the government, as I've repeatedly said. The only way, the only way to drag these people down is by flooding the streets, shutting everything down, paralyzing the state. And every single one of their homes should be surrounded simultaneously. Shabazz Sharif, Rana Sanaullah, and their dogs, the top hats in the army, the ISI, and their dogs, the law enforcement agencies involved, their top dogs. It's good that you've started understanding it, and it's good that people have already stormed uh, GHQ and Lahore Corps Commander's house. And people have already stormed NAB office as well. It's good, but we need more. And we need all, we need the Sharif to realize, we need his family to realize that people have had enough. So if for that you need to storm Mariam's house and you need to storm Rana Sanalav's house and Shabashrif's house and Hamza's house and Bilawal's house and Zardari, you need to, you need to storm their residences as well. You don't have to attack them, you don't have to do anything, even just Standing there in drones will be enough to intimidate them, to make them see how serious we are. I know momentum is building up and I know that because it happened all of a sudden and as soon as it happened, many people came out and there are a lot of people preparing to get out and momentum is building. But again, I would say it needs to be built swiftly and quickly without any delay and once again uh, this is me signing out because I'll be back with more developments if any at the moment the government is just shitting its pants while it's trying to beat up and shoot the public down while pretending to maintain uh, a legitimate government and pretending to maintain uh, a successful front. The government is actually doomed. They know they're doomed. 
but they've been paid by the US in dollars to get this done. And as you know, for people like them, money is God and God is money. So let's hope they get to meet their maker very soon. That is all we can pray for. But again, prayers are, do nothing. God does not help those who do not help themselves. We need, this is the last chance that we as a public have to finish this once and for all. Wish us all luck and everybody else take care. Stay safe, stay, stay healthy, stay blessed. Khuda Hafiz.